Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. So I had a message already prepared for this morning, and uh, I put that on the side because I want to talk about this for the time being. I think it's so important that as people ask the question, why, why did this happen, that we don't ignore the why, but we do our best to address it. So when people ask the big, well, why did this happen? Do you know, I'll be honest, I don't have an answer. The only answer I have is this, she slipped She fell into a fast-flowing river and she couldn't be revived. Then the next question that people ask is, well, why did God allow this to happen? Again, I don't have an answer for that except to say that tragedy happens to both the good and the bad. Just get it out of your head that tragedy only happens to bad people. Just get it out of your head that tragedy only happens with a cause attached to it. Sometimes tragedy happens with no cause. And tragedy happens to good and bad. When you read the Bible, you can't escape from the fact that good people had tragedy happen to them. Godly people had tragedy happen to them. Tragedy happens to the good and the bad. But there's a theological dilemma that I want to address today. And the theological dilemma is the sovereignty of God. Would you give me time to address that this morning? Okay. There's three scriptures that I want you to get hold of this morning. Are you ready? And they're all found in the first two books of the Bible. So can we we just look it up? Would you just be with me just for a few moments? Because this is going to be very helpful for you when people ask that question of you. So the first verse that I want you to note is Genesis 1.1. And it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Right at the very first verse of the Bible What we see is the sovereignty, the power of God. He is an all-powerful, sovereign God. The Bible begins with that. The Bible ends with that. But there's more. And we have to add the more to the story. So here's the more. It's found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Genesis 2, verse 1 says, Thus... The heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. So, so what this is about is that God created and God finished. God started and God finished. God put things into motion and God finished. God created life 
and God finished. God created the seasons and God finished. And He finished because He put into place natural laws. So what we have to add to the sovereignty of God is the natural laws. The law of gravity is a natural law. If you trip and you, if, if I trip and I fall off the stage, guess what? How many of you think that I'm going to levitate? How many of you know that the natural law of gravity will take place and I'm going to fall off the stage? They're natural laws. So we need to add to the sovereignty of God, natural laws. And then there's another verse that I need to bring to your attention, which is found in verses 16 and 17. And it says, Then then the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. This is the third thing that we need to understand is that God is sovereign. He put into place natural laws and then he gave us what's called free will. You may freely eat. He gave us free will. You can choose. Right now this morning, you can either you know, punch the person next to you right on the nose. How many of you have chosen not to do that? I'm so grateful. Or you can totally ignore the person next to you. I hope you haven't chosen to do that. Or you can be kind and compassionate to the person next to you. All of those are choices that you can make. So what am I saying? I'm saying this, that we need to hold these three things in tension to get the truth. The sovereignty of God, natural laws, and the free will of man. And if we lose the tension of any of these three, we overbalance. And so some people only believe in natural laws. So agnostics, atheists, just go natural law, natural law. You break the natural law and there's no helping you. Then other people, it's all what man chooses. It's what we choose to do, right or wrong. Life depends on our choices. And you know what? There's truth in all of them. And then we find that a lot of people have overbalanced on the sovereignty of God, leaving out free will and natural law. And they blame God for everything. If little children starve in the world, is it God's will for them to starve? Or are there other factors in play that cause little children to starve? And and this is the difficulty, I think, with us Pentecostals because we believe in miracles. Does anybody in this place believe in miracles? Well, God can at any time intervene. But more often than not, He doesn't because He's put natural laws into place. And I am 100% sure that when little Tegan was pulled out of the water, Deb and Adrian were praying, God, please, 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 please. And it's not lack of faith. It's not lack of intensity of praying. 
a natural law took over. And until we hold those three things in tension, we'll overbalance. And what's really sad is that a lot of people have lost their faith because they don't understand the tension of these three laws. So I'm encouraging you that good theology has tension. Bad theology has no tension. It all goes one way. But good theology holds things in tension. And I'm saying when tragedy happens, remember that you need to hold in tension the sovereignty of God with natural laws and the free will of man. So what happens when we are faced with tragedy? Our mind automatically goes to the what ifs. I mean, we would love to time travel. We'd love to be able to go back in the past and change things. And uh, I mean, seriously, I, I know for me when, when a tragedy has hit me, it was just like, oh, I wish I could go back and change this, that and the other. And we get into what's called the if onlys. The if onlys. And can I just say that it's a torment of the soul to live in the if onlys. Because there's absolutely nothing in the past that we can change. And we're stuck in this reality that the past is set in concrete and there's nothing that we can change. But what we need to do is live in the what now and what then and accept the what happened. And the accepting the what happened is tough. And I want us to spend a few moments right now talking about the what now and the what then. And so I've asked my wife just to come and share a little bit on what is in our power to do now and just talk a little bit about the grief journey. Good morning, church. You know, tragedy will hit every one of us, but it's beautiful to have a church family to do the journey with you. And uh, ever since Thursday night, there's been such a, a rising up of the church family and also Adrian and Deb's um, extended network that has given them incredible support, which is lovely. And what can we do? Well, we can certainly grieve with them. There's been many, many tears over the last few days. Um, even this morning, I know there's lots of tears. They're very close at the moment because we grieve together. But it's okay to cry together. It's okay for men to cry. It's okay for kids to cry. And for those of you as, as parents, if the kids see you cry, that's okay too. Because they're seeing that death and tragedy is something that affects us. And we don't ignore it, but we acknowledge it and we work through it. And so we grieve with the chains and with each other. And then we bring comfort to each other. And I've loved... Um, even seeing some of your comments on social media to Deb and, and the different things I've heard as we, as we bring comfort. But let's make sure our comfort is, is measured and wise. So right now, they don't need you to quote Romans 8.28 to them. They know Romans 8.28, but that's going to be their own revelation over the years to come. 
right now they need us just to say we are so sorry we are here with you and then maybe a little scripture or two if you have to go there but there's enough of us going there with them anyway and they know that themselves so if you don't know what to say when you see them or you talk about it to others just say we're so sorry what can we do to help And then what can we do to help? Well, do you know, this afternoon there's a whole group of families going in to clean their home, which is beautiful. There's a food train that's already happened. It's already chockers for about four weeks at least, probably more at the moment. So we'll have meals going to them. As they come back and arrangements unfold, there'll be more for us to do. But prayer is huge. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for their network. There are many people affected by this. Let's keep praying for that as well. And for those of you who are parents and you're thinking, how do I talk to my kids? You know, this morning they will not be talking about it in kids' church because it's not the teacher's job to tell them. It's you, the parents. But I know it can be very scary. And we have beautiful professionals in our church that have made themselves available to help you if you need it. So I want them to stand so we may need the house lights up please. So John Helvegian, where are you? So John is a, a trauma expert that wa- works with children from age 0 to about 15, 16. He goes into schools to teach the kids and help them after tragedies. John has made himself available to help you parents or if your kids need to talk to someone, John is there. You can stay standing Rowena, where are you? Where's Rowena? She was going to at the back. Okay. So Rowena is if you, so for those of us that you know I've seen her for years she's been in the church for donkey years. Rowena is actually now a child psychologist. She works in a school. She's made herself available to talk through grief with you as the parent or with the children. So thank you for that. And then we've got Derek Leung who's at the back. He's got his headphones on. You've seen Derek. He's a counselor has addressed other issues with us before. And also Grace Fu who is our beautiful Connect group leader. Um she's a trained counselor. She's downstairs working hard in the kitchen. Oh, she's actually here. Okay, you they've let you out of the kitchen. Very good. All right. So these four people have contacted me this week saying we're here. If people want to talk to us, if the parents or the kids, we are here. I love that. Then of course we've got all the pastoral staff ready to help you. I know our connect group regional leaders are ready to help you. Don't do this alone. I know when tragedy like this comes, some of you are triggered to past deaths, past tragedies. Don't do it alone. If you're feeling ugh this morning, come out afterwards. Let us pray with you. There's there's no shame in your tears, no shame in your pain. We need to do this together. And so these people are there. Thank you so much. We're not going to put their contact details up because this is being broadcast, but um I've sent the email of their details out to all our staff members. I have them here or you can speak to them direct. And if you need help especially as a parent we're there to do this journey with you and it's going to be a journey. Immediately over the next few weeks there'll be a lot to do. Then over the years to come there'll be a journey to process. But we'll do it with them just as we've done with many of you. We're in it together and I'm so grateful that God the comforter that's his name. God the comforter is there over it all and he will give us strength to strength for for every step he's with us. Amen. We'll do it together and with God. Amen. Amen. You know one of the greatest comforts 
that people can receive when they're in grief is to to do it together. You know, to be community. And this is the beauty of being part of a church. Not just distant, but involved where when you're going through something, you have the community that gather around you to support you and pray with you and do the practical things for you that, you know, you just don't have the energy to do. I'm sure that when... uh, Adrian and Deb come back from New Zealand, they're not going to have any, any energy to mow the lawns or clean their house. The, the grief will just swamp them, especially when they come back into their home and Tegan's not with them. And to have people say, I'm here to do the journey with you, that's, that's the beauty of church. That's the beauty of community. We're not here just to establish, uh, come to church and watch us perform. We're here to do life together. We're here to share your joys. We're also here to share your sadness. And that's what makes a powerful church. That's what makes a beautiful church. Thank you, darling, for what you shared. That's awesome. Let's talk about the what then. Because we're, life is so short. Tegan only had 10 years. It's so short. But you know what, when, when Sally Karuga just passed away and one of our missionaries, 80 years was so short. You know, it's like, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It's just, you know, but there's no question about it that when we lose our children, the grief is at another level. And for all of you here that have lost a child, we acknowledge that your grief is at another level because psychologically we kind of think, no, we've got to die before our children. It's not the other way around. So we get that. And, and we also understand that some of you have lost siblings um, and, and this has triggered also some things in you. But can we just stay with you and do the journey with you and show compassion and kindness to you as well? And so this morning, I want to finish with a a what then. And the what then is that it's only the Christian faith that gives hope and comfort for the future. We believe that one day we'll be reunited. We believe this, that Tegan right now is in the presence of Jesus, in his arms. Why do we say that? Because the Bible tells us in Corinthians, absent from the body means present with the Lord. And when a Christian passes, their body is left behind, but their spirit goes to be with Jesus. And she is safe in the arms of Jesus. Adrian and Deb, if you're listening, I know that it's only a little bit of comfort because you would rather her be safe in your arms. But the Bible tells us that Tegan is safe in the arms of Jesus, waiting, patiently waiting for when we will be reunited one day. And that's the hope of the Christian church, that one day, one day in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. This mortal body will 
come off us and the immortal body will be given to us. And then He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And we will be with Him forever and ever. That's the hope of the church. That's the hope that we sit for. At the beginning of this meeting, I sat with Marnie, who just lost his wife. And and I said, Marnie, it won't be long and you'll see her. Either, Either Jesus will return soon. Marnie's in his 90s. So may he live to 100 and beyond. But even then, it's not that long and he'll be with his wife. This is the point with all of us, is that we live in the hope that one day we'll be reunited with our loved ones and be with them forever and ever. And then the things of this world will pass away. Let me tell you, the, 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 the natural laws of this world will pass away. It's only those who have given their free will to, to being God lover that will be in that kingdom of heaven forever and ever. We will be with those whose free will have said, I choose Jesus. Those whose free will says, I don't choose Jesus, won't be in heaven. What a sad thing that will be, especially when your free will today can enable you to choose Jesus. Come on today. He loves you. You heard it in communion with with Pastor Paul's beautiful communion talk. Receive Jesus. He came to give you life. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.